All right. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of the No Souls podcast. We made it to double digits. I am your host, Josh Means, joined as always by my co-host, Logan Farr. Logan, how you doing? I'm always doing good, having fun. Uh, I'm still hyped up, haven't burned all my energy off yet, so... We're going to keep it going. Fuck yeah. We are joined today by one of my favorite comics in Sacramento. Uh, one of my favorite podcast guests. He's been a guest on every one of my failed podcasts before. Everybody, the great Drew Absher. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, thank you for doing the show, man. Thanks thanks for having me. Is it? We didn't talk about this off mic. Is, yeah. it, is there a concept? No, he's no, kind of bullshit. not at all. all right. Yeah, see what's uh, going on. Wouldn't that be insane that would... if you guys were like, no, we wrote 150 roast shows. <laughs> Actually, uh, we, we recorded an episode earlier today that probably came out last week, and Mike Nordstrom showed up with roast jokes written about us because he thought that's what it might be. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I was like showering before I got here, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I might be walking into a total booby trap right now, dude. That would suck. No, ass. that'd be so mean. Like, I'd be, I'd feel bad. It's one thing. It's one thing to roast like in the green room or on the stage. But I feel so bad ambushing someone in a podcast. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make you cry, and then we're gonna air it to everyone. That's funny. That'd be funny though if we did do that. We just uh, ambushed you. Just we re- only have like two segments that we do in the podcast. What are the segments? The rest of it, we just bullshit. Are uh, we doing them later? Yeah, we're going to okay. do them later. Uh, David, I'll tell you what they are, though. Uh, David Rodriguez sends in... Uh, he did one of our first episodes. Yeah. Uh, and we were about to wrap up the episode, and he asked us for relationship advice. Oh, fantastic. They yeah. broke up, like, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wanted to find out if his girl was cheating on him. Uh, he w- She was. Uh, she was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bummer, dude. He was... Uh, well, okay. I don't mean to throw David's business out of there, but David has told me about that relationship a couple times. Yeah. I almost like pass out er- laughing. Every yes, single time. yes, that's that's what happened on our episode. Because uh, like, he asks for advice and then he does the opposite and then follow up with like, "Yeah, but I'm also a bad boyfriend." <laughs> like, yeah, always. It, did he tell you what he did at Orange House? Which no, was leaving her at the concert. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, right. he did. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I made it back for the headliner, but we were like, you left her at a concert, David. <laughs> it was awesome. And he, he like, he wasn't supposed to be there until like later. And then he tried to bump, you know, someone yeah. who's been doing comedy for 17 years. They wouldn't have had an issue with it, Yeah, but they're like a Sacramento comedy staple. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. Can I just bump them or can I just go in front of them? I'm like, I'm not going to let you do that for your own reputation, David. Like, yeah. I have a responsibility to not let you it's, come around to bumping people because <laughs> you left your girlfriend at a concert. This isn't the He's Golden Bear open mic, <laughs> which oh, yeah, he also God. left a girl at that he thought he might. Uh, no, he didn't leave the girl. The girl stayed the, yeah, for this, 19 open mic comics. Well, he went to Henry's during, and he said that's why she it's left. Not, no, <laughs> I saw not. I saw the look on her face when he went over and tried spitting game at her. And she was humoring him in terms of like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're 20th. I'll stay. And then number 19, she stays for 19 of my comics. What a what a hilarious bitch. <laughs> she <laughs> stayed until 19 open my yeah, comics. And leaves, like, and like, leaves at him. She's like, 955 is when I got to go like, home. Oh, my God. Oh, well, what's that. great about it is, how old were you guys when you started? 26. Okay. 23. Okay. So, yeah, you were a little bit. I started when I was 20. Okay. And like Parker Newman started when he was yeah. like around that age. Mm-hmm. And then Benton also started like 17. And I think we've all, I'm kind of hitting it right now. And I, you know, I won't speak for Benton, but I think he's also hitting it where you kind of realize you're like, 
oh, the thing I do is like really only palatable to a woman if it's working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're doing the struggle side of this, yep. no one wants to be attached for the ride. And like, I get it. But you're like, I'm years away from this being like cool to you. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, I'm not mad at you for it, but like, if you're not kind of in love with the fact that what I'm doing is like grimy sleazeball behavior most yeah, of the time, yeah, for sure. Like, or the thing I'm also realizing is what's helpful is them also having like a passion. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I always joke that like the thing I run into in relationships is that like at some point what would always happen is like, you know, whether I'm dating this girl or I'm simply texting her, we haven't even been on a date yet. There always hits a point where I get a text message. that's like, Oh, you just do this like every night, you know? And yeah. you're like, yep. yeah, like that's kind of it. It's like, the if, thing. if this goes well for me, I will be busy Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you can't live with like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday guy, then like, I don't really know what to tell you. And, uh, it is like it just shatters things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't realize how impactful something like that's going to yep. be until it like is you know you have pieces in front of you. Well, yeah, it's, it's one. I don't know how you came into comedy, but for me, I had such like my vision of my comic like career is keep changing every single day because you just don't understand things. I, I talk about in the Mike Nordstrom episode is where like uh, seeing the new the new faces of comedy. When I first saw that not being a comic, I go, oh, these guys must be six months to a year in because new faces of comedy. And then it starts like, no, no, no. They just haven't made it yet. These guys are a decade in doing their shit. And it's the same thing like just constantly updating your expectations of what comedy is. Yeah, It's absolutely. such a weird thing. Well, yeah, it's just very, it's it's all very fluid. And yeah. like, you know, what, I mean, we're kind of, it, it feels like at least the the end of an era. Maybe I'm doing like Jay-Z's Death of Auto tune right now. <laughs> but like kind of the end of the era with the clips where you're going to see like a lot of people start flailing. Yeah, yep. like once you already the, see it. I yeah, mean. you do. And I think that it's kind of, I saw, um, uh, the comedian Louis Katz put out a special the yep. other day. And did you guys watch the intro for it? Nah. He yeah. has like every comedian that you know. David Tell. Yeah, it's like Attell, Bargazzi, Ali Wong, uh, W. Kamau Bell. He's got like a ton of people explain why he's not famous. Stan Hope. That's and very like, funny. It's very funny. I literally, I just saw it on YouTube and the like, pr- it started playing w- without sound or anything. And I saw like Attell pop up, Ali Wong. Uh, and the name of his special is like the funniest comic you haven't heard of or something like that. The, the name of it is like, it's something else. It's like past. Oh, tense. really? But that's, that's what, what the that's YouTube what the title is. The, uh, is on YouTube. Yeah. It's like a quote. It's like the greatest okay. comedian you've never heard of. And I just, I, I find encouragement from all of that because like, I, I'm at a place where it's like putting a special out on YouTube that gets like a thousand views would be so sick, dude. I just have like no idea. Twelve. Yeah. You're at twelve thousand. Uh, that's what it was last time I looked nice. at it. Yeah, but like, it probably hasn't changed. Well, I mean, just the idea of like just putting shit out that you like only you like. I was a. Uh, I was talking to David Samuel. I was hanging out with him before I got over here. Another local Sacramento guy, and I was telling him that uh, like Louis C.K. was talking about this movie he wrote. That's just like this weird absurdist movie about a girl growing a beard. As like part of have yeah, you heard about that? Yeah, I did. I like, heard him talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, it was on WTF with Mark Marin, and he's talking about this movie, and it's just like 
it sucks. It's like a bad movie concept. It's funny because you hear Louis C.K. talking about it after he's been Louis C.K. But yeah. if you don't know who this guy is, you're like, this shit blows. But I think what made me really happy about it is it. It's like a gentle reminder that like if you just continue to make the shit you think is funny, eventually you will land on something yeah. yep. that other people will like. And that's a really hard thing to communicate to someone mm-hmm. when you're on a date with them. <laughs> you know, when they're like, are you making money doing stand-up? And you're like, no, but that's not how this works. Yeah. yeah. I don't yep. make money for a very long time. And then suddenly like a decent amount of money starts trickling in, like money that I might be able to be proud of. One yeah, day. Yep. for sure. You know, like that's how this kind of goes. That's and, the goal. Yeah. And and you don't know there's not a time. We talked about this off mic, but there's no time frame. No. Like some comics, Ralph Barbosa's here this weekend. I don't know how long he's been doing comedy, but a year ago, he wouldn't have sold out a weekend here. And he just sold out ten shows. Right. Yeah. You know I was what I mean? Surprised we were able to get in here. I thought, <laughs> I thought he might have a noon show on. <laughs> yeah. He, he should have. He definitely could have. Yeah. Uh, totally. And then, like, what's encouraging about it all is like, we hear those as like hope stories. You know yeah. what I mean? But if we look at it from like a grander scale, it's not that Ralph Barbosa is like something to aspire to. It's not that Shane Gillis's blow up has been like something to aspire to. Uh, even you can start naming all the fucking, you know, all the people who were on Twitter for six months doing open mics. And now, you know, who was the Sarah Cooper, the girl who hosted Fallon, she was doing like open mics in January and then the (laughs) pandemic hits. And then she's like guest hosting the Kimmel show in May or something like that girl. Like what I hear about when I hear that stuff, I'm not encouraged by it. And I'm not like optimistic. It'll happen to me. What I try to realize is like, it's way easier to get seen now like that's all that is is visibility and it's so much easier to get there that like like that joe para guy stinks fucking ass have you guys seen that guy no no he's awful uh there's a there's so many people he's like like he's like super alt the entire bit is he's just like an he's like an old man Mm -hmm. that's the entire thing it's Mm -hmm. like really like abstract it's like character comedy yeah if you go on like his wikipedia the only thing the only information about him is he's a Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> like it's just like really weird All shit, right. and um, I hate it, but I really like that he's like popular. he's doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I like really enjoy that he's he like I hate made I his stand way. It. Yeah, it's just very cool to me that you can just like do it. Yeah, however that's now. fucking the whole reason yeah. we're doing this podcast. <laughs> it's like we want to be seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it. Yeah. It was. It's just fun realizing like once again you hit it earlier, but doing your thing because you see yeah. I see. You see it any time a comic blows up. You see so many comics mimic that style where it's like that person is just doing their style. If you do your style long enough and you're not a complete fucking psycho, you'll take off eventually right. as long as you're actually putting in the legwork yeah. to do your thing. But so many people, they're like, uh, I got in this argument with them. Like, I forgot who it was, but I got to argue with them. It's because they were asked, like, oh, Logan, you have a good 15 or 20. Uh, why don't you do an inter- uh, uh, like a, a short special? I'm like, no, I would never do that. Because one, I'm still dog shit. Like my fifty, what you think is good, it's like it's good. It's sometimes it's not. It doesn't have a hundred percent accuracy yet. So why yeah. would I go off burning material this early to try and get seen too soon into my career? It's like I would rather slow play it. I would rather be in the scene way too long, but actually be a murderer and get out there rather than getting seen now and only having forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. When I nothing else. When I was first starting out. Uh, people would say like, "How long until you move to L.A. or yeah. New York?" Like, 
and my whole thing was before I move anywhere, I want to be the best where I'm at. Yeah. I want to like stand out there. I want to get better before I try to like go put myself out there. Here's here's where I like don't disagree. I agree mm-hmm. like to it like a, an extent. But I think that you never want to be the biggest fish in the pond. I also yeah. now I I do. Oh, is that where you were going? I, Sorry, uh, I jump you there. But also, I think you have to be surrounded by the best. Yeah. So like, I think that iron like sharpens the, iron. Yeah. The way I've been putting it to people is like, I think a good place to be is to be able to like come get a guest set on a callback show. Yeah. Because that's where you really are going to be able to work out material or getting like booked for like kind of fun gigs in town is like a better, you know, because you're going to go down to L.A. and you're just going to like have to start over. And that's that's like true to an extent, no matter what. And the open mic scene in L.A. specifically is god awful. Right. And it's going to be hard to be motivated. But if you can go down there with a little bit of oomph behind you. Yeah, some comics that know you have done shows with you up here and they know, oh, hey, he's a quality comic. Yeah, exactly. Kind of getting those cosigns seems to be a smarter way. And like the more of us, you know, it kind of is like chain migration to an extent. Like, you know, it's certainly in my plans to move soon. And it's like once I'm out there, it's like, okay, well, come visit. You know, I have a spot for you to sleep. You can sleep on the floor in my room for a couple nights. Where would you go? I don't know, man. I It's really... It's tough because, like, we were talking before the podcast yep. started about that fucking car out there. It's yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. that's not really worth much in New York. That's really only an L.A. thing. Yep. But I also, I don't know. I just, I think that I need to get somewhere. I think that Sacramento is becoming small for me. And yeah. I, I really, I love Sacramento with yeah. all of my heart. Mm-hmm. But it's there's only so much you can really pull off here. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I do think that the place to go is Austin. And maybe that's just because yeah. I've been to Austin and now I, I like being in Vegas with the Austin guys, I like I'm made more Austin connections. But yeah, I I've been leaning towards it. The that, way it's progressing and like exploding really uh comedy-wise is incredible. And then the comics there are they have the same dog shit that LA does, but they have the top tier level. You yep. guys have been out there. What's like so, like, we could run through Sacramento real fast. Yeah. Uh, comedy Spot, Laughs Unlimited, Punchline. Uh, I guess you could start counting some of the Bay Area places to perform. But I'm trying to think of, like, how many rooms are in Sacramento. I mean, it, We have, like, it, maybe, like, six brewery shows. We've got a couple backyard shows that run. Yeah. Like, we're talking what's, about, what's like... Austin compared to that? So much more. So much more, bigger. So much more. I mean, it just club wise. I think it's bigger than the bay too. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, I mean, club wise, you have the mothership, the mothership, Sunset Creek Strip, in the cave, Creek in the cave, uh, Cap City, East Austin. Wow. Um, they have so many, so many bar shows club. too. Uh, I did a show at the Vulcan oh, the on Vulcan. Saturday. Yeah. Um, the mothership on Sunday, and I was just walking down to the mothership. It's like two streets over from the Vulcan. And we had like three different bars uh, asking us to come in to watch their comedy show. Wow. Uh, open mic nights on this night. Is like, that a boom though, or does that feel sustainable when you guys are down there? I I think it's a boom yeah. for sure, but I also do think it's sustainable. The way that they're supporting the mothership yeah. is like there hasn't right. been a show that hasn't sold out yet. That's they're going awesome. every night to any comic sh- like show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the open mics have sold out like every single one and it's like they are fully ingrained i feel like the people of austin are accepting the boom and like wanting to be a part of it they see they think it's cool they like I think some of them are like these LA fucking fags are coming yeah. in. Yeah, but that's any art. Scene. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to have that appeal to But look. also, Austin's an art fucking town. Yeah. Like the music industry's booming there. Yeah. The art scene is booming. Like the painting scene is booming there. So why not have comedy too? Yeah. I guess like that's Austin has been the one that's been on my brain. I don't know. I don't really like, I haven't done enough of these things to like, mm-hmm. I've not even performed in LA. I've never performed. Really? Yeah. You're, honestly, it's my scope of yeah. performance. Like my radius is pretty small. I've You'll have fun in Austin. Like, I've performed up north, yeah. but I've never performed. I've performed out of the state because I've done shows in like Reno. But like, yeah. yeah. No, Austin, I'm telling you, you would love Austin because the, the fun part about it is you're going to get put up on a lot of shows and there's a lot of dog shit out there, but be, there's also a lot of gems. So normally it's like one or two gems on each show. And because of that, you stand out so much harder. Mm. And then that person will then vouch for you for other shows. And it's just exponential growth while you're out there. It's so nice. And like, they're truly helpful. Like they're all trying to get better. They're all there. It's not this fucking like patch you on the ass. Like, Oh, we're all doing good. It's like, no, no, we're all doing good. Cause we're all monsters and we want the other guys to get better. Yeah. It's very supportive. At least what, from what I Interesting. saw. Maybe I'll try to do like a spring break run out there. Yep. That's something. Cause Definitely. in my head, what I'm, tr- like, I'm fi- trying to find a way where I can split my time between here and Austin. And so the way I've cut it in my head is like, I might just move my van there, leave my van there and then rent it out to comics who want to stay down there. Uh, and then I'll rent a place here and just split my time half and half. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because like something that is appealing about LA in like theory. Yeah. What's the drive to Austin? Like 15 hours? Not 26. 26. Yeah. Damn. It's, yeah. It's wild. I don't know. Because the thing that's like appealing about LA a little bit is like there is this part of me that's like, all right, why don't we just like fucking get like 10 people to pony up on a two bedroom down there. Yep. Everyone throws in like 75 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like you just use it. Like, I, but camaraderie and comedy is a farce. There's yeah. no, there's yeah. no actual people and to get who are that many people that are committed. Com- yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Is like, yeah, you just won't be able to. Yeah, yeah. That I, I mean, like everyone would sign up for it, and then no one would actually follow yep. through. Yeah, you know? it's best to just have a friend that lives there. <laughs> yeah, my friend lives. Uh, my best friend lives in Austin. He just signed another year lease. So like, I'm trying to use that to my advantage yeah. over the next year and get out there as much as I can. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think that I don't know, moving seems like a good idea, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm up here and I'm like, I think I could do it. Like not like do it, but like do what I want to do. Yeah. Like I don't really care about being famous at all. Yeah. Like that doesn't actually sound appealing at all. And there are people that like you know, in Sacramento that perform at clubs around the, the country yeah. out of Sacramento. Yeah. I think if you travel, like my, one thing that, because my kids here, and that's the reason why I won't move full time to any other city until he's 18. Uh, what I've been doing is I literally, I've, I'm on that spirit flight thing that shows you like cheap flights. Mm. And you get, a lot of times you can pick the dates. And so like, I'll find, try and find the ones like there's one for Vegas for 44 bucks in November. I bought that having no plans. And I'm like, I'm just going to try and get booked on shows. And I look for flights like that to big cities where I know I might have a little bit of a connection. Fly in for the weekend, do shows, fly back here. Because Sacramento, I mean, with the international airport, you can get around pretty cheaply uh, as long as you look for like deals on flights. 
And then, so yeah, you're not, a, I mean, you're a Sacramento comic, but you can go to other scenes, I mean, cheaper than driving, cheaper than flying. Yeah, that's time. that's kind of what I realized is like on that SF comedy comp, I made like no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Yep. Ouch. That hurt. Like, I don't know how I'm going to sustain doing it no. like this, you know? So anyway, we should probably tell a joke on this thing. Well, so, uh, yeah, maybe. I we'll feel bad that. about this. I'm <laughs> like, what do you guys, I, you guys got any real estate tips? Like, no, hey, I like this. I like, I like the minutia I just comedy. came to your show and just immediately started telling you guys that. You guys, <laughs> what are you guys' tips on wanting to move out of here, you know? Do it. So uh, you brought up tips. That was the whole reason this got started was because I brought David up David Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, so he asked us for dating advice and then uh, had a whole thing with his girlfriend. And now... Uh, now he wants or we do this segment where he leaves us a voice memo and asks a dating advice question okay and then we like give him advice that's one of the segments we always do and then the other segment is uh we started it during the david rodriguez episode we told him everybody had done it on instagram uh it was a burner bridge segment yeah we've done it every time since then people volunteer people volunteered some people Uh uh I won't name names. You got to listen to the episode. Wait, uh, wait, wait. They're saying names to people? Yeah. yeah. Why are you guys doing that? You <laughs> shouldn't do that. It's, you know who you're dealing with. It's Does very fun. Like you're mentally ill. People? It is very fun. That, that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> God, that's mean, dude. This is like this is like in Scream with the Officer Doofus. <laughs> or uh, there's something about Mary. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so maybe if you think of somebody that is like inconsequential you know somebody that might not be around in comedy in a little while uh maybe somebody that doesn't book shows <laughs> we'll we'll do that at the end but that's our other segment other okay. than that oh i uh, gotta start formulating someone to your hate yeah. plan yeah. who's like the safest person to go at uh who was it brian o said marcy and evans just because <laughs> he feels like that's a safe bet <laughs> wow right <laughs> that's really not 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 uh conforming to any stereotypes. David like, just went that's the safest bet. The tallest black dude in town. <laughs> yeah. David just went Sean Grady and was like, he disrespected me. <laughs> How did he disrespect David? I'd like he to didn't hear about say this. he just said he disrespected him. That's he nice. like bumped him a few times at a mic or something like that's that. That's so fun to be so new and be like, I'm being disrespected. <laughs> yeah. It's like this entire industry is disrespected. And they then he shows up at Orange House, like, let me bump let the- me bump him. <laughs> Uh, three people because, <laughs> because the headliner to a show is that is late. I want to hear you guys' opinion on this. So I've been trying to. I want to watch sports with my kid, but I don't like. I'm like a. I've never been a sports guy. Yeah. But now that like I've been trying to get him to watch the Kings, like watch the Niners, like have them invested in local teams. But because they're starting to like, well, Niners have always kind of done well, but the Kings are starting to do well. I feel like a bandwagon fan. Oh, that's bullshit. Okay, like I, I just want to know, like, okay, is that like I, I don't want know? To, I'll hear Josh's opinion on it because uh, I feel weird. I've got I'm a like, distinct opinion about bandwagon. I I don't really mind it. Um, I don't think it's a bandwagon thing. I think first off, basketball is now getting more popular to people that haven't been invested in basketball. So, like, it would make sense for somebody that doesn't follow basketball to start following the Kings as they're getting good. But also, like. Just because you weren't around for the shitty times doesn't mean you can't enjoy the good times, too. Yeah. I, I'm i not like, this is my team, not yours. You know what I mean? I want everybody to fucking yeah. enjoy my team and then fucking help us win games with a going crazy in the crowd. Yeah, I feel similarly. I, ju- I don't think... <clears throat> I always think 
Bandwagon fan is a fun thing to throw at other fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to say about Warriors fans, calling like you never watched the Warriors before Curry got there. Yeah. Just a funny thing to say to a guy who's watched like four championships. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but you haven't been a fan for 20 years. And then the other thing about it with the Kings specifically is like, yeah. Why would you have watched this? Like I <laughs> yeah. don't I don't blame you as like a non-sports fan for being like that that awful basketball team that's the butt of every joke even amongst people who watch basketball. I'm going to yeah. throw them on tonight. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I I think that like my my rabid sports fandom is is not something to like push other people to. Yeah. I I really like I think that kind of similar to what Josh said is like I'd like everybody to be a Kings fan. Yeah. That's more fun for yeah. me. Is just having like if everyone in this town had a purple shirt on, I'd have a lot more fun. Yeah. I honestly, I think me and Drew became like closer because we would talk about the Kings and rant like yeah, absolutely shit it's like, like the, that. There are it's so so. What I thought you were gonna say is like, how do you get your son started in it? And my he, my advice on that is go to a game. <laughs> go to a game is not is not like bad, but I think that game like the actual gameplay can be confusing for a kid. Yeah. And I think about like when I was a basketball fan yeah. growing up, I didn't know anything about a pick and roll. I barely knew about like, you know, like yeah, form but, at all. What I liked was the players. Yeah. I liked Carmelo out of Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked following. I liked AI. Yeah, I like the shit talky for I like, sure. I like the very human element of sports, and yeah. I think that that's like what drew me to it as a kid was like the tension of the moment during a game was always like gripping. Yeah, but more than anything, like watching Brett Favre play the day after his dad died. Yeah, it's yeah. like show that to a fucking kid. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Be like, next time you're sad, think about Brett Favre playing on Monday Night Football <laughs> the day after his dad died. And tell me you're not a fucking Packers fan. Yeah. yeah. I think you that's know? what got me into sports as well. Like watching Jason Williams and like how flashy he was. Yep, and absolutely. then like Shaq, just how like big and dominating he was. And like, I wasn't a Lakers fan, but like you had to fucking yeah. enjoy watching him just dunk and push your seven footer <laughs> onto the ground with right. ease. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, show him some fucking De'Aaron Fox highlights. Uh, yeah, just show like, and even like Fox might be a bad guy to watch because speed is something where like you only appreciate it when you're a slow old man. Yeah, <laughs> you see De'Aaron Fox moving now. You're no, like, I don't know. He's also close to my age. Compare him <laughs> to the Flash. Yeah, you're like that's insane. But like, just watching like three point contests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just watching someone do something or slam dunk contests. Like yeah, those were the things as a kid, like the real flashy moments that were like gameplay wise big for me. Yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't into basketball until my mom got free tickets from her work when uh, she was a firefighter, and the game was Jordan's last season in Chicago. Here at uh, Arco Arena. Wow. So like the first game I went to was fucking Kings versus Jordan. Uh and I, like the fucking atmosphere in the arena made me go like I want to watch basketball forever. Yeah. <laughs> like this is so fun. That's funny to think about uh, like some like manly fireman. Yeah. And like I want to go see Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your mom, he's like she's a fucking chick firefighter. <laughs> she's not doing anything. Yeah, she was a secretary by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys like are you fucking kidding me? She's taking her kids. They don't even <laughs> like basketball. It's Jordan. Yeah, it's yeah, last yeah. fucking season. Uh, how did you like uh, interviewing the players? So you're interviewing or like uh so what did you what would you call what you did? Like I, I liked your segment uh 
It was very funny. I was very jealous. I was like, I was hilarious. It was so funny. Uh, but I just I wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that looks so fun. Yeah. Um, we can talk off mic. Okay. You, you yeah. Might, you might not actually like to do it. Uh, it's very fun. It's just mm-hmm. very limiting. Yeah. Like, um, I had a very good time doing it all, but there's only certain things you can say with a blue check mark next to the name that's going to be posting it. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so there's like a lot of rigid editing and it, because of that, I think that I got put kind of, uh, you know, as comics, I think like, you know, the, the nice thing about being a comedian is the freedom to like be creative. Well, like, I can say literally whatever I want. Yeah. As long as I don't care about the risk of being punched in the face, yeah. <laughs> I can kind of say whatever I want. But this was operating in an environment that's even further away from like working a clean show where it's like, I'm not it's at liberty so to corporate. say anything I want. Yeah. And so um, they did some very good editing with the De'Aaron Fox video because I fucked up my lines probably five or six times mm-hmm. throughout that. Because I'm so fucking nervous. Yeah, I, yeah. At that point, like during the Fox interview, I had been there. We got there at like 11.30 and this was like 4.45. Damn. So it's been a long day of like waiting and then doing like bursts of one minute high energy content. And yeah. so it's just been like up and down all day. I'm so tired. And then, yeah, I have to like make sure I'm asking these questions, mm-hmm. right? Firstly, because I have to make sure that when they get edited... They, there's not like a ton of redundancy, you yeah. know. If I'm improving, um, people at home probably haven't seen them, but yeah, it was kind of like a "Would you rather" with a this but that hypothetical. So yeah. it would be like you know, you can only do you know X, but you mm. get to do Y, or you get you win all star game y. MVP, but yeah. So I could only say the Kings lead the the conference in wins Mm -hmm. so many times before it's like, fuck, did I say that for every single person? Yeah. So I had to stick to the script because of that. And then the punchlines, if they didn't like, you know, what was supposed to make the player laugh, if they Mm -hmm. didn't work, now I'm going into improv mode. Like, okay, what do I do with their answer? And all of that is like, you know, it's like, trying to log on chat gbt in china you know what i mean it's like it starts to write itself and you're like no 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 no, no. <laughs> one thing that got yes, cut cool. one thing that definitely got cut was i made a joke to malik monk about the frozen envelope which is like a famous nba conspiracy theory yeah. what is that um so the nba does a draft lottery so the top the worst 14 teams in the standings and are entered into a lottery where the odds are varied based on how bad they were. But the first one was in 1985, and the Knicks were... Uh, so it's to, to determine like the draft order, so you get the top college athlete coming out. You get first pick in the draft. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Ewing out of Georgetown was like the clear number one. He was the best player in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Georgetown is New York... And Patrick Ewing, I think, is from New York or somewhere in the area. And so the first year that they did the draft lottery, the New York Knicks, who like needed a a revitalization, Mm -hmm. get the first pick. And the rumor is is that they had froze the Knicks envelope. So when they reached in, David Stern knew not to grab it Mm -hmm. until it was time for the first overall pick. And then he revealed the Knicks. How did that come out? Like, How does that rumor even get started? 
it's you know NBA all, conspiracy yeah, theorists it's all steeped in lore. I mean, there's like people in the the league office who you know I I know someone who worked. She was the secretary for David Stern, and she said that it happened. You know, yeah. just like how the moon landing. There's gets so started. many like. I, that's one thing I don't know if it's been every year because I like this is the one year I've just started paying attention to multiple sports. Like I've just started watching football regularly. Oh, I've this, just started watching basketball regularly. This will be a fun uh, fucking merge together. What's your favorite like sports conspiracy theory? Because <laughs> uh, I've big sports guy Drew, big conspiracy theory guy <laughs> Logan. I love conspiracy. Well, here's here's the thing: is I have several that like I like to believe for fun. Yeah. Like Jordan gambling. Well, all right, Josh. <laughs> the one I was gonna say that like I I believe in with my entire heart, but I don't believe it for fun is that Jordan definitely got his dad killed. Yeah, he definitely got his dad killed. What, ha- what happened? Michael Jordan's dad. Yeah, yeah. This is what you need to know about the situation. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you two things, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about Michael Jordan's dad. Yeah. When Michael Jordan was the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. He used to go to the rookies that the Chicago Bulls would draft. Mm-hmm. The first day of training camp, they would show up and there would be a new set of Callaway golf clubs by their locker. Mm-hmm. And it would have from Michael Jordan on it. And you're like this kid, you're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's like, we're gonna go, we're gonna go play golf. Let's go tomorrow <laughs> morning before practice. You and me will go play golf. Yeah. So you're like, fuck, I'm gonna go get to play with these are kids who are getting drafted, like we were talking about in the draft order. The Bulls are the best team. So these are like late first round picks. Yeah, yeah. Guys who are like probably not gonna stick around. Also Michael, paid way less because they're not way less because they're way drafted down. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan would take them out. Most of these kids had never swung a golf club before. Mm-hmm. And I like hold or time. had a paycheck like or yeah, or ever had, were in possession of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. and they'd get to like the ninth or tenth hole and Jordan would be like, all right, we're going to put fifty thousand dollars on this hole. And these kids are like their options now are to say yes and immediately lose to Michael Jordan, who ends up being a, like a professional golfer. Yeah. This time he's like a scratch golfer, which yeah. means like he's very good. His handicap is zero. They mm-hmm. don't give him anything on the course. And uh or your other option was to decline it and then let Michael Jordan know right there that you don't have the competitive nature to be a champion. Yeah. And they are completely and entirely aware <laughs> of the situation they're put in. And so Michael Jordan was essentially just skimming $50,000 yeah, off yeah, of yeah. his paycheck. The second Michael Jordan story I like to share is that it was actually was in the Last Dance documentary, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. But Michael Jordan bets his teammate a thousand dollars that his bag is going to be the first bag off of the plane mm-hmm. and the, his teammates like of course uh, you have no chance of knowing that why the fuck would you know that yeah and then as they're getting on the plane one of the other teammates sees michael jordan hand the baggage handler a hundred bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even gambling yeah, yeah. that's it's not even gambling. Just- <laughs> that's just stealing money <laughs> it's an insane thing to be doing yeah, as yeah. the best player in the entire world now what you need to know about Michael Jordan's dad is he was gunned down in a what appears to be a random act of violence mm-hmm. at a rest stop in West Virginia by two 18-year-olds with no prior history of violence. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan retires from basketball and goes and plays baseball for three years. There was he it, dude, it's, I'm gonna go grab my water bottle. You explain more, John. He was like a he would gamble with everybody. Yeah. Go to the uh, casinos, card rooms afterwards. Put up 
hefty amounts, 50,000, 100,000, whatever the fuck he felt like, uh, constantly. There were, uh, multiple times of like people telling stories about like the night after a playoff game, he's just in the bar smoking cigars, uh, betting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And then like any chance Michael Jordan could to like put money on something, he was putting he money it. on it. It's he would insane. do it. It wasn't. Yeah, it In wasn't just chance, like card games. There yeah. were. He's like playing quarters with the head of the Chicago Bulls security. Yeah. In in like in the fucking in in the arena, just like yeah. pregame. All the fans are filing in, and he's like betting like thousand dollars on quarters. What? It's insane. He's yeah, like a total gambling addict, and his dad dies in what appears to be a random act of violence. Mm-hmm. It's was- so like that's not how gambling addicts' life works. <laughs> I know he like first off the chances of accidentally killing Michael Jordan's dad. Yeah, in what is a rant like these guys didn't rob him. Yeah, they didn't steal his car. Yeah. after. they literally just shot him in the head and then kept going. Who? What's the theory behind who had him killed? Whoever he owed money to. Is that he owed money to some pit boss or some yeah, fucking? He owed like a ton of money to someone. Because he would he would go and like put millions of dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Michael Jordan. You're. I'm gonna be back in town. Yeah, I'm I gonna. I've got the money. You're wearing my yeah. shoes right now. Yeah. You know I've got the money. Yeah. I'll be fine. Of everyone he- and then he wouldn't. And then David Stern head. was like, "You have to. You got to take a couple years off." Yeah. You're, you, things are getting too hot. Go play baseball. This makes me want to watch basketball more. See, this is what I mean is the human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, they don't build them like they did in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Basketball is the most mess, unnecessarily messy and dramatic oh my in God. entity in the entire world. Yeah. Yes. The Kardashians have absolutely nothing on the NBA. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets right now <laughs> are a case study in messiness. Why? What's happening there? Oh, man. Let's pull it up. Pull I, up their rap sheet. I like, minu- I like minutia. Though. For real, like, like what? What team is the guy that the guy keeps pulling the guns out? That's John Memphis, Morant Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, yeah. John Morant. He keeps having guns on his Which, IG live. Is he assimilating to Memphis, Tennessee? I think people that's are, right. Well, the, th- the thing people me, are like, torn. As an uh, outsider looking in, I saw people making a big stink. I'm like, he legally owns a firearm. Like, what do you, what do you give a shit? How do you know it's legal? Well, in I'm Denver, assuming. he didn't. He had to have traveled with a firearm to also, have there was a in Denver, which is a federal crime. There was well, another he had, like, thing. Carry. Uh, well, it, he couldn't. He couldn't take it on the team plane. Oh, yeah, well, it's is a that, chartered that's a, flight. Oh, okay. There was another thing in Indiana, I believe, where one of the like he got into it with one of the staff members or yeah. something like. Yeah, one of his like shit. posse members and. Uh, after the game, they said that they were like there were lasers being pointed at that guy's car by like oh, John Morant's like posse. The team bus, dude. Yeah, it that's like what it was. It was Indiana like the Pacers Indiana Pacers team, team bus. They saw a laser coming out of one of John Morant's posse's vehicles. Oh my god! I don't know. Are we allowed to say posse, or is that the word? That oh no, um, gang. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's we're, like there's like a word that's like racially. Yeah, loaded. posse's is the posse? posse's the is racial one. You're supposed to say entourage. His black entourage. <laughs> why can't we say? I can't. Say, I never use the word posse, but why can't you say posse? It's something about. It's like, like racially charged yeah, it's like gang. You know, it's like. But I can say. I can say his gang. And that's no, 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 no. I'm being racist. I'm being racially charged. You can't say black entourage either. That's also not okay. Wait, so what do we use for a group of black people? Uh, entourage is also a black lady's name. Uh, <laughs> 
It's Jaws' mom's name. The, That's I don't what know what school of hard knocks of black people. <laughs> a group of black. I'm like, okay, just your group of friends, your your posse, your uh, yeah. players, players. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> players. <laughs> oh, your, your brothers. <laughs> so did you? Uh, did you get the? All of the fucking crimes yeah. that Here the... Here we go. So this is a, an article. So they're currently embroiled in an issue with a player called Miles Bridges. Okay. He's Bridges? burning bridges. Yes. Let's burn bridges he with is, Miles. He is maybe the biggest bridge burner. If, th- if hurling a billiards ball at your ex-girlfriend's car while she has your kid in the car Ooh. and breaking the windshield is uh, burning a bridge, yeah, he's the king of it. But who's he the- mad at, the girl or the kid? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I'm assuming the, the, the girl because that's it was. That's what we really should be wondering. Maybe he's missing threes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're my, you think that's my kid? <laughs> well, yeah. So the Hornets are like, as a franchise, kind of fucked with this guy because they're like contractually, they were going to lose him for nothing. Yeah. So they gave him a contract even though he had like a domestic violence charge. Mm-hmm. And then this is like a violation of the protection order. This of, isn't even the domestic violence yeah, charge. This, is not this even was the, the second time. So this is like the second thing, but it's he's getting in trouble for this for violating the, the restraining order. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's messy. And then they have LaMelo Ball on here, which isn't fair. LaMelo Ball's dad was just like... Is that the crazy like, guy? Yeah, LaVar Ball. Okay. Big I, baller brand. The only reason I know that guy is that he, he posts weightlifting videos and they make me laugh so hard because I'm like, this is 400 pounds. And like, that's clearly like 75 pounds, dude. Like, you're like... Yeah. He's using old school weights and stacking them, like making it look like his son's doing like a 400 pound tricep extension where it's like... Who are you trying to kid right now? Like that's like that's a Walmart lifting set. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is that kind of guy. That's that's his whole thing. Is he's kind of like a fake. Um, Kelly Oubre's on here. That's not fair. Kelly Oubre's done nothing wrong. Okay, PJ Washington. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Brittany Renner is? Yes. Okay, so Brittany Renner got pregnant by PJ Washington when he was nineteen <laughs> years old. And then okay. left him immediately. That's so now he just owes like Brittany Renner five hundred thousand dollars for the rest of his life. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's just like you know it's just sad. Like she he just got scammed basically by the NBA's biggest scam. Oh. He turned nineteen and she gave him a brand new set of golf clubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. like she that's, let him hit the sticks. Well, that's a wild thing because uh, uh, I didn't like I didn't realize. Like I, I, like I always knew there were groupies for these. Like I, but I didn't realize there was like a thing of like women trying just to get pregnant. Just oh, did you see oh Mariah God. Mills and yeah. Zion Dude, Williamson? Yeah. Once again, I, I like drama. Like I follow drama in the industry. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love the NBA. Yeah, the NBA is built for you. Here's what I would say: is just go on like the NBA subreddit. Yes, literally, that's what I was gonna say. Don't, don't take any of those people's advice for actual like basketball. Yeah. If you're going to do that, just listen to podcasts. There's great basketball podcasts. Yeah. That are yeah. very, the Mismatch and the Athletic <laughs> okay. NBA show. They're yeah. all great. But the NBA subreddit is a great place to get filled in. If you're okay being like, who is that person? And then Googling them. Yeah. The NBA subreddit okay. is like a, it's a wonderland. Because like, uh, there's one thing I saw with the, the NBA. I started. I, I think I have a shopping cart with a bunch of jerseys. Is I was just looking at jerseys of athletes with last names like Gay and Fag. And sure. A bunch of those ones. You found a fag? Yeah. 
Uh, he was there's, on. <laughs> there was a brief moment when Rudy Gay and Kevin Love yep. were both on the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> yes. and they were the yeah. Gay Love. And that's what yeah, I was like. I'm like, that'd be funny just to buy all those different jerseys and wear them around. <laughs> yeah, just have. I have always thought just having a collection of controversial. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah. just love like to have like a sick jersey collection, but it's all like Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. Yep. I have a Dennis Rodman jersey. Uh, his biography is very small. His biography is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> But I kept it because I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I bought a I bought a Pistons uh, Rodman jersey from mm-hmm. the China website. Fuck yeah. as hell. But I, I are there it. any like who should I be following on the Kings? Because the only player I knew on the Kings, I don't even think he's there anymore. Was it a uh, Buddy? Yeah, Buddy Healed. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know. No, I don't. Uh, I met him one time. We, uh, I take my kid to this park in Midtown, and I was in my wheelchair. And I couldn't push Gray on the swing, so this guy offers to push his kid or his daughter and my kid on the swing. I'm sitting there, and we started bullshitting and talking. And uh, this guy walks up, like, "Hey, did you drop this?" And it was this fucking massive roll of hundreds. And then in my head, I'm like, "Oh, he must be like, he was a huge, uh, was a huge black dude." And I'm like, "Yes, be." And I have that on him. It's like oh, he's all jewelried up. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, be an athlete." And I looked at uh, Betty. I'm like, "Oh, I looked." At him, I was like, "Oh." On the Kings afterwards, the only guy I ever knew. That's awesome. I mean, that's a very nice Buddy Heald he, story. Yeah. He was a sweetheart. He pushed yeah. my kid in the swing for like an hour and yeah. a half. We He's almost Why? <laughs> very much hated here. Why? He's a completely he also hated doesn't athlete. like Sacramento at all. Yeah, he was like, uh, he played very hard for us for like a what's like a contract season. Yeah, like where he was on like the expiring, and then we gave him like a pretty nice deal, and he just like kind of refused to ever get like better yeah like he it's, just kind of was like oh, i just got paid doing this thing a yeah. bunch i'll just continue to do this well my person but he was a very nice man i like him a lot yeah uh, well he's ada compliant at least yeah 100 yeah. yeah. he respects the ada <laughs> but also uh get a better way to handle your money buddy <laughs> it would do but okay the that's so cra- funny the part to have is a that, load of hundreds. Yeah. That's why I needed that contract from the Kings. Yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah, lost, I've lost so several, much money. Several thousand dollars just out of big pockets. <laughs> well, the, the Every time I, I go so push kids on the swing. Is how the guy, like, the guy literally, like, I, I, so you saw him fiddle around outside the park. You saw him pick something up. And then he immediately knew, like, who had this wad of fucking rubber banded 100s? Immediately goes to the one black guy at the park. Or that guy knew he was Buddy Healed. That might have been it. And was like, yeah. you're the only person who could be trusted with this. A several $700 doesn't do a dent to a guy who's making $20 million. Yeah. Buddy, you should hold on to this one, <laughs> even if it's not yours. I got to find one of his Sacramento jerseys. That'll be the first one I you buy. You can get them. Yeah. Probably check Ross. Yeah, Marshalls. Check eBay. Yeah, Hell people yeah. are trying but to get rid of Who them. should I be paying attention to? Because I, no, I have no idea. De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray. Yeah, I was going to say, my hot take is, it's a, this is Keegan Murray's town right now. Keegan Murray, okay. Keegan Murray is like truth level basketball player i think yeah he's great my two cents if, you, if you're going to become a basketball player fan go check out keegan murray he's a guy we'll say this about him coach's son you know mm-hmm. what i mean kind of first yeah. in last to leave kind of guy he's a white guy's basketball player yes is what I'm yes <laughs> he's very so classy technical uh, <laughs> he's gonna have this city by yeah exactly yeah. it's like not doesn't shit talk at all he's just very respectful you know <laughs> No flat. Hey, I'll tell you right now, Keegan Murray's not dropping a sack of hundreds at the park. <laughs> uh, De'Aaron Fox is my guy. I wanted yeah. him since before we drafted him. I was like, let's freeze the envelope. Let's fucking get De'Aaron yeah. Fox. And we drafted him and to like see him grow into leading the team to the playoffs. I love it. How but close Keegan we Murray were to having is- Josh Jackson. Oh Who's my God! Accused of rape. Oh my God! So close. <laughs> so close. He, he, he went fourth. Does he have a jersey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he, he was a king at one point. You could yeah, it's it's, uh, it's orange. It's an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's, it's the Miami Heat alternate jersey. <laughs> no, it's an orange jumpsuit. Where do you guys buy your like Kings apparel and stuff? Uh, my mom money. gets it at Marshalls and get, or eBay and gives it to me at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a strict vintage guy. What is that like? So, so I will what? only wear like Kings hats with this logo. Is that not the is that not the logo? No, that's this old is the, school this logo. This is like the one for my. Oh, childhood. that was a cool one. Okay. The, yeah. Honestly, I do like the new jerseys this we year. Did. They look really fucking cool. I do want to get a. Not to brag, the Kings gifted me one. Not no, to brag, that's, that's but yeah, they dope. are very nice. Uh, how, how did you get contacted to do that? Man, this has all been like such a whirlwind. It really, I got to get out of here in a minute. But, yeah. Um, I do want to do our relationship yeah. advice question. Uh, dude, I truly, leave. I did a bunch of dumb videos in the pandemic. Yeah. And those got seen by a couple guys who run a t shirt company. Mm -hmm. And then during playoffs, they were like, I, they just hit me up and were like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yes. And then we made a bunch of videos. And yeah. then we said the same thing. We were like, let's do this for roast battle. And you're like, all right. And then we just didn't do it, yeah, but you, you fucking did. did. And then we were just out we're there. We're not doers. I was like, I wonder if Josh and Logan are out here. <laughs> but then, yeah, then through those videos, they kind of did well on Instagram and TikTok. And then, uh, or we didn't put them on TikTok. They did well on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Then the Kings just reached out to me and were like, hey, do, would you like to help us out on media day? And I said, yeah, but you know it was it was all just like basically the the kind of going back to what we were saying is it was just those dumb videos during mm -hmm. covid i was just like i don't know what to do with my time yeah. right now yep. i hit up luke soin who's an excellent videographer in town one of the best i was just like let's just go around walking around filming me seeing stuff yeah and that was what got me seen mm -hmm. by the other guys so yeah. uh, long story short yeah tying it back to the beginning of the podcast if you're someone who just like thinks you're funny just do whatever you think is funny, and it will happen for you. Let's give it There's a shot. No yeah. doubt about it. Hell yeah. Let's get the segment going. All right. So uh, we recorded two podcasts today, yeah. a little peek behind the curtain. David only sent one dating advice question, so we got... I'm sure it'll be fodder for humor. Uh, I'm sure we'll be well, okay. we already used his, so oh. we just got another comic to... Oh, who is this? Send one in. Oh, no. Hey, everybody. Okay, my question is... This is wrong. What do you do if your best friend does not like your new partner, but you really like them so much, but she just fucking hates them? <laughs> you so, ignore your best friend. <laughs> you completely sounds, forget that you ever met her. <laughs> the, the best friend sounds like a bitch. We're yeah. gonna be honest. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, no, uh, that's uh, whoever that that a not very anonymous comedian was. Yeah, it sounds like a real head scratcher. Marnonymous. I. Th <laughs> <laughs> um. No, yeah, that's uh. Are we supposed to give real advice on that? Sure, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I have none. Uh, what do you guys think? I think the best friend never has the friend's actual interest at heart. At least when I've seen women relationships, yeah, they it, it's always they're never like they're always a yin and a yang. You know what I mean? Where it's like the like it's the same way when I see women give other women advice. Like they give advice based on how they think they how they think they want the advice to sound like not actually with the real advice yeah. but like this sounds good like oh he's nice go for him it's like right when they're yeah. gonna go for the asshole yeah no i also what. think that like they don't know the true relationship like they yes. they just see the outside yeah. whatever you guys put on for the for the show <laughs> yeah uh they don't see what you guys actually go through so like it's not the best. Yeah, Benji, yeah. Like, I like yeah. to quote Lil Wayne when he said, I need a bitch who never met her best friend or sister. Yep. And I think that that is 
just that's like that's advice. good philosophy yeah. right there, dude. Is like every single time you're taking advice from you, it is guys too. Oh, yeah. yeah, my friends have never given me advice that's like worth anything. No, real my G's moving silence like lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Same advice. Like, yeah, no, uh, I just I think that how I feel about the situation is like people giving you advice are always going to be projecting some emblematic version of themselves. Yep. And it's not even what they would do in the situation. It's what they would like to believe they would do yep. in the situation. I, yeah. I've got a good friend who uh, his marriage was falling apart while his wife was pregnant with four kid, with his, the, with their fourth kid. Jesus Christ. And, you know, your advice to that guy becomes very pragmatic yeah yeah because everything you say is like a direct insult to being like dude just do what makes you happy yeah it's like <laughs> such an insult to someone who's thinking about four other individuals yeah that like him going through that experience showed me that like advice is nothing but just like a true projection of yourself onto someone else's issues yep so even asking for it is a little bit like really just that's why when you ask for advice, you say like, "I want to get what your thoughts on this." Yeah, yeah. Because you're asking for their thoughts. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's what it boils down. Yeah. To. Anyway, so the advice was, "Your best friend's a bitch. Don't listen to her." Yeah. Uh, that's Logan's advice. Yeah. My my advice is, I'm sure she has some good points. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like your new partner is going to have a hard time wrong writing the wrongs of their past but <laughs> but you should be aware that you know there's only one person who can make you as happy as I am. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a What's that's fun. Exactly? All right. Uh, I'm just going to motherfuck Mariam right now. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb bitch. How dare you? How dare you do Josh means a favor? <laughs> Uh, this is to be fair to you she didn't want to say anything crazy that was nice of her yeah. that was nice of her to refrain yeah. <laughs> we uh, tried getting her to say way worse things <laughs> uh, our final segment is the burner bridge segment okay just pick some but we don't have a way to fucking that's wild lay it out but it's fun I've burnt bridges like with plenty got, of different comics I've got four minutes before I have to leave I would like to say, look, this is not a burn the bridge segment because I don't hold ill will about this, but I will, I will out someone's name as like an example of like, don't do this to people. Oh, I love this. I got, I asked to do uh Henry Pullen show painkillers. Okay. Yeah. This is comedy advice, but Henry, I'm doing, I'm, this is coach love right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out in the team huddle, but, but it's cause I think you can be better. I got asked to do Henry's, or I forget, I had reached out to him a while ago and asked him to do it again, and then he had hit me up on a Wednesday asking me to do it that Sunday. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything going on. Uh, it was a pretty decent paycheck in town, so I was like, yes, absolutely. I like go out there. As I'm walking up to the venue, Henry is nowhere around. There's a person I've never met who is like leading the cronies that are out there. And they just tell me the show's been canceled. And I never heard from Henry again. Never, I haven't mm -hmm. heard about like, hey, I'm sorry I made you drive 30 minutes yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. could, I, could I maybe compensate you with some cash? 
I would probably say no to it, but like, you know, that's the kind thought. of the right thing to do if you're a booker there. Yeah. And so my, my, I'm using this as a, a way to pivot to positivity. Yeah. Try to be the booker that you'd want to be getting booked by. You yeah. know, that's yeah. like the advice I try to give to people is like, I've had to deal with my own buddies mm-hmm. where there's been confusion on a show and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, this is the message I sent. And I'm like, you didn't mention how much time they're doing or how much money they're getting paid. Yeah. You didn't say like, what you know like anything about like if you need information yeah there's nothing here that like gives them anything to work with yeah Mm -hmm. if you're booking someone for a show time date place time amount doing and pay need to be included in there and if you're booking something that might get canceled you need to be the one communicating that with yeah let them know right away and especially if you're book if you're booking a headliner show and your headliner goes to the show, they need to be compensated mm-hmm. in some way. For, yeah, for I did. Uh, I was supposed to do Defunct's special recording. Uh, <laughs> what he, the hell? You guys aren't supposed to be burning bridges. Oh, no, I'll burn a bridge. <laughs> no, I like Defunct. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he was supposed to do his special, and then he it got canceled the week of. Uh, Copyright. And uh he said it in the message in the group chat that it got canceled and Tristan Johnson was like does the payment get canceled because like we all said no to stuff yeah we all kept this gig because we thought we were getting paid a certain amount I didn't I was actually in Vegas had just not canceled yet so like I I don't feel like he owes me anything but yeah like it's just it's a fucking fair thing to do is like if you're gonna pay somebody and you have to yeah cancel the show maybe you can't pay them the full amount because right. you were p- banking on ticket sales but like you have to eat something like you yeah. gotta yeah if you guarantee money to perform you need to you need to follow through with that amount no matter what it yeah. is and don't ever don't ever offer money that you're not sure you can make yeah that's, that's really good advice is like if you're not sure you can make the advice the the money yeah don't, don't offer, offer that, that. Payment. yeah uh what what Really, I mean, if Henry hears this, I'm certainly not like mad at him or anything like that. It's more just that like we're the only ones with this information and we don't talk to each other about it enough. Yeah. Yeah. So this is more of a chance to be like, if you book shows in town, yeah. First off, I'm available. (laughs) And second off, how can people how can people get you uh social media? Instagram, Drew Absher is dumb. Um, I'm on threads. I don't have a Twitter account that I use for comedy, only for sports burners shit. <laughs> um, uh, I'm about to go record episode two of a podcast I started called Royally Stupid. It's Fuck a podcast yeah. with like another um, Sacramento Kings fan who's a very funny guy named Drew. Uh, also, it's not just me having like a Tyler Durden moment in there talking <laughs> Kings basketball. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of it. Is uh, Instagram probably the best place to see me? Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Hell yes. Yeah. If you guys ever have guests on, let me know. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, we haven't that. discussed it yet. I have a short list of comics I'd like to have on, but yeah. um yeah, we haven't discussed it yet. I think we're still trying to figure out what the hell we're doing with it. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you for yeah. doing the podcast. Uh follow at J Means on social media at Roast Battle Bay Area at Crowd Control Comedy. We do shows every month at Roast uh at Punchline, Callback, Cobbs, Alameda Comedy Club, Rooster T Feathers. Is that all of them? And then I do my competition every month at Laughs Unlimited and a writing workshop where I give advice. Uh, that's uh, what I wish I was doing <laughs> uh, before every pro am. Logan, 
Where can they find you? Uh, Mr. Footloose on all platforms. Uh, I'll be performing shows all over. I don't have them off the top of my head. Uh, all of them will be done by the time uh, this episode releases anyways. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Footloose on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening. Fuck yeah. Ten episodes. Ten.